So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help women just like you from around the world do the same with my one-on-one private coaching program. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to getting alcohol out of your way that breaks all the rules, life-enhancing tools that make not drinking exciting and joyful, and the profound and sacred journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. This show is not a substitution for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a medical professional if your alcohol consumption is at risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you're really doing well and you are on track to, you know, looking at your relationship to alcohol through a new lens or at least starting to. If you're new to the show, hi, I'm Mary. And, um, you know, something I don't often do here. I just kind of, you know, really feel into my audience as a a regular occurring thing, but I know that I have new listeners all the time. And even those of you who have been listening probably since the very beginning don't know everything about me. So I just thought I would start sharing a couple little tidbits about me here and there. Um, So as you know from the introduction to the show, um, you know, I had a 20-year relationship with alcohol and that relationship with alcohol paralleled my relationship to the devotion of my spiritual path, which is... um, you know, not really all that shocking and surprising. When I was 18, I discovered the path of yoga and um, I grew up in a Catholic church and a Catholic home, um, pretty liberal Catholics, but nonetheless, um, and I always loved I really loved the devotion of the church and the prayer and I've always loved to sing and I've always loved 
so many um so many parts of kind of rejoicing devotion um connecting with nature. I spent a lot of time in nature by myself as a child and dancing. And, um, I remember I, you know, used to uh, recite all of the the prayers and remember them. But when I kind of moved into my adolescent phase and went through, you know, puberty, um, and discovered my mortality and, existentialism. I actually like very much remember this was earlier than puberty, but I very much remember around the age of eight, um, having a very clear understanding of that shift of my, of my mortality of, um, really understanding life, you know, would end. And I've, um, you know, I, um, have kind of always had this inclination towards looking at the mysteries of life, um, and both the wonder and awe of it. And, and then in sometimes in more of an existential despair, um, you know, version of looking at it, um, especially, you know, at certain phases in my cycle and, that is why it's so, 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 so important to start to know yourself um, as soon as possible on a deeper level to really start to see your natural cycles and rhythms so that you can place where your emotions are. Like right now in particular for me, I'm at a phase in my cycle where um, my hormones are dipping kind of low and then they'll level out. But in those first couple of days around day 22, um, I tend to have a harder time with clarity. I get overwhelmed very easy. And so when I know that I can just be easy on myself. I mean, we should be easy on ourselves all the time. So I digress. Um, yeah. And so I, I discovered the breath. I discovered yoga, um, in just kind of a roundabout way. And it took me on a journey of self-exploration, like most people, but through many modalities of holistic healing arts, um, I became a student and a practitioner of yoga and it's literally keeps getting better. It's the best version of my life. Um, but you know, in and amongst that, I did a lot of partying, like a lot of partying. And I think, you know, through those lenses, I was really trying to also, you know, find connection, find, um, the outer and the inner. And now <laughs> on the other side of alcohol, it's amazing how increasingly sensitive I have become to even really, you know, sensory stimulation. I mean, not in a way that, um, you know, I don't want to discourage anyone, but in a really positive way where it's like my embodiment and my, you know, my groundedness with myself. And I also am a Taurus. So I have this, I have a lot of Taurus in my chart. I think I mentioned this last time, um, is really, you know, grounded in the earth in sensation. So I do have a natural tendency to become um, to really s view my life through the senses. And I really believe that that was part of my journey too, was really exploring sensory experiences, um, only to find out that they were really, you know, kind of a dead end. And so really what, you know, changing my relationship to alcohol has really liberated me from all substances. Um, earlier on in my 
awakening from alcohol, I did use like CBD and sometimes THC um, recreationally. That was something I did very regularly as a teenager. Um, and I, it's just not even an option. It feels very unsafe. Um, even caffeine um, is really not serving me anymore. And so, you know, it's it's kind of a beautiful invitation to really just come back to the wholeness, that wholeness from the inside out versus, you know, filling a hole, like not needing anything from the ex- external. And this doesn't mean that you can't enjoy something, right? But I think it says so much about this particular process, the stop drinking and start living process of awakening, right? As this initiatory phase of self-discovery. And um, next week, I want to share a little bit about my initiation um, through alcohol into the path of the priestess. Um, So stay tuned for that. And before we get into the episode, um, I wanted to tell you a little bit, just give you a little bit of a hint about my new program that's going to be coming up. So I've mentioned that it is a group program. Now, what that means is that there will be live group coaching calls. And the reason that this is going to be so powerful um, Many of the mentorships, the two specific group coaching and mentorship programs I've been in are in a group setting. And now there is something really beautiful and intimate about being heard one-on-one. And bonus, this is actually a hybrid program. Everyone that enrolls will get three sessions with me to set their belief goal, to do um, a live emotional processing, and then another session for whatever um, clarification and stuff they need. So it will be that ability to just have the one-on-one time with me. But, you know, you do get to be seen and heard by being in the presence of other women experiencing and really awakening to their potential, awakening to themselves. And so the invitation is that when you show up present and you decide, I'm going to get what I came here for, you will see yourself reflected in the response and in the questions of those who are there, whether or not you get to actually ask your question. This is so, so true. What I know from very intensive one-on-one coaching with many, many women through this process is that when we can narrow in on the stop drinking and start living process, you are going to expedite your results. You come to the call specifically using our tools for this process. And, you know, we are unique creatures, but it is the same um, roadblocks and problems maybe just set in a different way that the, that we all come up with again and again and again and again and again. And so you will see and hear and find exactly what you need through the reflection and the mirroring of the other. And there is unlimited ability to get coached. Um, there will also be an option for a write-in coaching question. It'll be like an ask a coach um, that will be available, you know, 24-7, um, well, maybe 24-5. Um, 
And what we're going to kick it off with, and this is my my most, ex, you know, I'm ex- so excited about this part because the group coaching will be done more in a webinar format. So you'll be able to come be present with your notebook, come get, you know, be ready to coach. Um, and you will have, you know, prepared via all of the resources, but you, um, but is our live monthly circle calls. So we will have a monthly circle where we will all be live gathering in a sacred circle of sisterhood and connection to not just talk about alcohol, but to, to really hold space. And this is going to be, um, for the new moon, moon time. So it'll be a, a perfect time to kind of reset, recalibrate, reset an intention for that month. And the best part about this program, it's the last time you'll ever have to start the process of stopping because it is a lifelong program. So you sign up once, it is a lifelong membership, you're in and there you go. And so this is the process of committing versus just quitting because each step of the way, each three months about, there is a new breakthrough, a new breakthrough, a new breakthrough. And, you know, this is for not just the woman who, who is still drinking, but also for the woman who is struggling with not drinking, right? Who has quit, who's holding on and really wants to awaken, really wants to, to enjoy her life alcohol free, right? So I coach so many women who come to me who have already stopped drinking, but they're struggling. They're miserable. They're upset. They're looking at the external. If this, this, this would change, it would be easier, right? Right? So this is about personal responsibility. This is about self-authority. This isn't, um, you know, about doing it like anyone else. This is really cultivating your inner authority, your inner mastery, and really, really, really that piece of self-validation, which is what we are going to talk about today on the show. So we've been going through these steps of the process of how to eliminate and reduce first, you know, we reduce, we don't eliminate first, we reduce your desire and attachment to alcohol. And I just want to stop there too. So that's the big piece too about you know, joining me in this program is going to, you're going to give yourself an opportunity to take a deep breath and say, okay, yeah, I'm starting a process. This is about reducing my desire and attachment to alcohol step by step, one step at a time. I don't have to do this overnight. I don't have to do this alone, right? So our step number one, I just want to go through the steps to kind of reiterate. If you hadn't started, um, you know, at the beginning of this, go back and do that. Just, you can also just start back at the beginning of the podcast, but sensation, the willingness to feel. So this is step number one is just starting to observe what sensations feel like in your body from a very neutral perspective. Um, even right now you can take a moment to just take a deep breath and notice how your whole body feels without a judgment, without a story, without a label, without anything. You can also notice the part of your body that's in contact with the place where you're sitting or where you're standing, and there's a sensation there. So um, alcohol is a dissociative. It's a disembodiment, right? There's that checking out, that numbing, right? 
um, in this, you know, from my experience and from most of my clients' experiences becomes very uncomfortable after you really shift your mindset right now. At first you might feel like sensory, sensory overload a little bit from not numbing out, but the, the shift of the, of the, um, dissociation and that fogginess and that kind of disconnected feeling, um, actually starts to feel very unsafe and not welcomed. But what we want to do is start to cultivate, um, the, the, the awareness of sensation in your body. And then I did a a bonus embodiment practice for you to have to practice on your own. So I would start doing that now. That was the next episode after 120. And then episode 121, step number two is cultivating non-judgmental emotional awareness. So this just means being aware of your emotions. They change, right? Like nothing's permanent. Life has changed. So you might feel really crabby and then, you know, you get on the phone with a friend and then you're laughing, right? So just noticing your emotions. Step number three, awareness of desire thinking. So just starting to become aware, oh, I'm having an urge. Oh, I'm having a thought about alcohol. Oh, I'm having a craving. I'm having a trigger, right? Starting to notice what the thoughts are. I deserve it. Oh, I I can't handle this. That sounds good. Just these little thoughts that are nudging you in a, in the present moment of the desire to drink. Step number four is becoming aware of your attachment thinking. Right, that's kind of the future focused thinking. So, I the the difference between desire and attachment is desire is kind of happening in the present moment, or like that you're anticipating it. The attachment to it is really your identity, how you're identifying with alcohol, right? And this is usually the thing that kind of lingers because so much of your life has been wrapped up and alcohol has been interwoven into it from your childhood into your, you know, your relationship, your intimate relationships, um, even your, you know, workplace culture, your vacation, like all the things, right? So, you know, this is a really important piece and just noticing your attachment thoughts, because what we want to start to do with becoming aware of this thinking is then we start to prove it wrong. So we start to dismantle it. We start to generate evidence to the contrary of it because any thought can be true or not true. It's literally up to you, right? We don't think in facts. Um, so when you say it'll never be the same, that's a subjective interpretation. That's your opinion. And I mean, yes, nothing, no two things, no two moments will ever be the same, right? And yes, going on vacation without alcohol won't, will be different than vacation without it. But, but in that way of like, oh, our relationship will never be the same, you know? Um, Something like it's the only way we know how to be intimate, right? So these ways in which we're, we've attached our identity to alcohol because that's the only way we know how to be intimate. That's, that's also a subjective interpretation. So, you know, what, what you learn through the program is this willingness, you know, you really learn how to self-coach yourself. Like you have to be open-minded. You have to be open to new ideas. If you come 
to this process um, with righteousness and and stubbornness, it's not going to work, right? Like you have to really want to be like, yeah, I'm going to cultivate some new thoughts. I'm going to generate the evidence that I want to see, that I want to feel, even though there's like that nagging habit and there's that little part of you right now or a big part of you right now that's like, uh, I don't know if I don't want to not want it, right? But just trust me, it does get easier. It does get easier and you will have a breakthrough and you will blow your mind. Step number five, creating your belief goal. So this is the future focused version of yourself in the positive of how, even if you have no inkling, not 1% of you believes this now, life is better without alcohol. It means nothing to me, right? Some version of what you want to believe about alcohol. So right now you might believe, I love alcohol. Alcohol is amazing. But the version of you in the future, what do they believe about alcohol? It's irrelevant. I don't need alcohol. There's nothing I can't do without alcohol, right? What does that person believe? So you set this belief goal and you make your decisions from that place, Step number six is emotional processing. This is everything. So last week on the show, I did this live emotional processing for you where we shifted the attention from the story in the mind and we placed the attention of the of the witness to the story in the body and we gave the emotion an identity. This is such a game changer because that's what's really happening in the in the present moment. The stuff happening in your brain is usually the future or the past. What we want to what we want to get really good at is cultivating present moment awareness as much as possible. This could just be simple pauses of noticing the scenery around you, tuning into your senses, taking some deep breaths, right? But when you have a real big emotion and a real big trigger and you give yourself a sacred time out and you go inward and you give an identity to this emotion, it becomes its own thing, right? So you can separate yourself from it and not attach so much to it. And then we send it healing, love, and light, and we do this quantum healing process. It's everything. Practice it. Do it. If you do it, you will change your life forever for everything. It's it's amazing. And then today, I want to talk about creating radical acceptance and to stop bargaining with yourself. So these next few episodes are going to be about creating new thoughts that reduce desire and attachment, right? So this step of stop bargaining and creating acceptance is really deciding what it is that you really want, right? So every time we bargain with ourselves, you're selling yourself short from what you really want. It's like, if I you know, work out for 30 minutes, I can have these cookies, right? Now you can go ahead and do that if you want, or you can just not work out and not eat the cookies, or you can just eat the cookies, right? And, and decide that that's okay too. Um, when bargaining with yourself is really a form of self-sabotage. And so it's a, a place of creating acceptance of being honest, radical, 
acceptance, radical self-love of where you are and where you really, really want to go. And so I would love for you to write that down today. Today, you know, I am hurting from my relationship with alcohol. It is not making me happy. Alcohol is no longer serving me. I want to be free of this burden. Why? Right? And that it's challenging. You know, this is a learned behavior with a chemical reward. Our brains and this overstimulating environment we live in, I could cry thinking about it. It is too much. This is why I'm not on social media. I, I like, it's too much between, you know, my family and my clients and doing the podcast. Um, it's very hard for me to be on social media. Uh, we don't watch TV. We don't have TV in our home. And I notice if I go onto, you know, YouTube or whatever for too much, it really affects my brain. Really, really affects my brain. I've noticed even here. <laughs> Um, there's a lot more noise than where I live, um, you know, deep and tucked away in the mountains in the woods. And it's like a little sensory overload, right? But I am present to that. And so I know how to take care of myself. And this kind of constant processing for our brain to then have to use this external tool isn't, it's not, it's not positive, right? We need rest. We need relaxation. And we don't always have to be stimulated by something, right? That's a marketing tool. So creating radical acceptance is also the way in which you're talking about yourself, right? So we don't create positive affirmations, but we start to just say, you know, what is, right? It's okay that it's hard. You're here now. What's the next best step? All you ever need to do is one step, So I want you to really think about the voice in which you are talking to yourself this week, the way in which you're talking about your relationship to alcohol, you know, oh my God, I can't believe you did it again. Look at where we are, right? Um, That was a waste of time. All of these ways in which we talk to ourselves, and it's okay. It takes a lot of time to, to cultivate and to shift that inner dialogue, especially when you're overwhelmed. But as soon as you notice it, just bring in a new, you know, It happened. We're here now. Now we have awareness. Now we can pivot into a new direction, right? The simple statement of you're human. Take it easy on yourself. It's okay. There's no test at the end. Nothing has gone wrong. You've done so many amazing things in your life. You are a human with a body and a beating heart. You've already done enough. You know, you've heard me say this so many times. You're already a miracle. So radical self-acceptance is what is happening, what is in this moment. Now, the more we wish something to be different than it is, when we have expectations and conditions on what is given, especially that which is out of our control, this is when we create the greatest suffering for ourselves. Because what comes into your sphere 
that is triggering to you. And I'm like talking about my own personal experience too, that I've been going through this last week is always what you need for growth. What are you growing into? Right? What is like, what is happening around you? And sometimes it's like, I don't want to grow, right? I don't, I just don't want to deal with this right now. But I am telling you, my beautiful listener, that this process, as harmful as it has been to so many people in life, and this is why this is my mission to get this process into the hands of as many people as possible. And there's a lot of other amazing people out there that are changing, you know, kind of the story of, of recovery um, or whatever else you want to call it, that there's just more options that highlight different types of people because we're all going to resonate with something different. But is that this is a doorway of awakening. This is an initiation to radical self-acceptance and really stepping into your power to awakening to a life led by spirit. And we have to deal with our human brain, right? Our human brain creates things. um, But when we bargain with ourselves, when we try to bargain with with life, we lose. So there is this place of radical self-acceptance of where you are at, of accepting what is and, and, and really like the results of what those are, depending on what you choose. So what I would love for you to do this week is write down where you are, write down where you want to go and write down where you are trying to bargain with alcohol, right? And know, and then throw that in the garbage. And this is why moderation doesn't work. And I believe I did touch on this on a previous episode. Um, But when you bargain with yourself, you're going to lose every time because you cannot change alcohol. So See where else in your life you're doing this. See where you're not accepting what is, whether it's another person, whether it's yourself, whether it's alcohol, whether it's your relationship with alcohol. And then see if you can turn that statement and choose love instead, right? What would love choose through that lens? And so this is starting to cultivate new awareness in the brain that's going to reduce your desire and attachment to alcohol. The example I gave earlier of this is the only way we know how to be intimate. We're intimate just the way we are. This is intimacy, right? You get to decide that. There are no rules, There are only the problems you create by your thinking brain. I used to say this a lot to Matthew of more intimacy. And he's like, I don't even know what that means. Like we sleep in bed together every night. Like we hug and we kiss and we snuggle. Like what exactly does that mean to you? And he pulled, I had this example because he has pulled this out for me before of, you know, you, if you keep looking for problems or you can look for what's working, 
you know, especially when I think it does come to intimate relationships and how we think if the other person will change or if something changes, then it it will be better. But what if we accept and just love things the way that they are? What if we just try that first before we try to change anything, right? And you could even try that with alcohol. It's not going to get you far, but there is this place of accepting and just this is what this is, right? But you'll never, you'll never thrive. It will always be survival mode with alcohol, always. So my beautiful listeners, listen to yourself bargaining and really, really start to cultivate radical acceptance this week. Um, get excited. Send me any questions that you have for the show. I would love to hear from you. The email is in the show notes and make sure you practice this emotional intimacy process. Take care. Stop bargaining with yourself. Do what you want in the direction of what serves you and those that you love, and you will have an amazing, beautiful life. Have an amazing week. If a life of deeper self-mastery and feminine embodiment is calling you, but alcohol is the one constant in your way, I want to invite you to check out my one-on-one coaching program. It's your opportunity to apply the tools and principles from the show to your life one step at a time. Together, we create the safe and sacred container to explore the habit of alcohol, the power of choice, and awaken your inner light. Schedule a complimentary alignment session where I will help you uncover the next best step for you on your journey of discovering what's possible on the other side of alcohol. Follow the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com. I can't.